At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you tuned in once again, as well as to have my good friend Diana Biffle with us. She's the Charlotte Hornets manager of social media. She is all over our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok, and other forms of social media that I am not even aware of yet because I am now getting old. But Diana knows about them all, and I'm sure they are all buzzing right now because the Hornets just claimed their fourth straight win last night, 109-88, to over the Knicks, and it's time to talk about it. So, Diana, thank you for joining us, and uh, and welcome back to the HHC. Yes, thank you for having me. I know I my sleep schedule is getting so thrown off. I get way too excited after these wins, and then I just don't sleep. But, hey, I'll take it. it it's a fun, exciting time. And, you know, I'm new to the organization. I'm certainly aware of the fact that they haven't been to the postseason in a while. But, Put it in perspective. I mean, there's there's no fans here to really engage with, which is unfortunate. We miss them terribly. But put it into perspective how big a buzz is there around this team with the way they're playing right now. It's huge, really. There's no words for it. I haven't seen anything like this in my time with the Hornets. In terms of engagement, I think a lot of it is, of course, an increased appetite for social basketball because people aren't able to see it in person. But on top of that, of course, it's excitement around LaMelo Ball. It's excitement around Gordon Hayward, and it's excitement around our team that's growing up in front of our eyes and really improving and winning right now. Well, it was a 109-88 to win, and the star of the show, at least the first half, but really overall on this occasion, was Gordon Hayward. Hayward in the corner, wants to fire for three. It's good. Gordon Hayward, yet another Lowe's drilling threes bucket, makes it 54-47. Hayward has 28. And, 
He's had some huge games, obviously, a career-high 44 in the win over Atlanta on the road less than a week ago. But in terms of just being hot for a half or playing his best basketball, I think that's the best he's played. And it was the clearest signal I've seen all season of his teammates quickly realizing he is hot, and we've got to get him the basketball, and Hayward just getting any shot anywhere that he wanted. Yeah, that was really awesome to see. He truly set the tone when he stepped out there. JB mentioned that after the game, and I think also set the pace. Our team was playing with urgency and physicality. It was it was awesome. Head coach James Borrego after the game had this to say about his star player, Gordon Hayward. This is why we brought Gordon Hayward here or for games like this, especially. Set the tone for us, came out aggressive. He understands the significance of each game. Every, every game counts the same equally in this league. And tonight he came out, he set the tone. He was aggressive from the start. He understood that we had to get off to a good start. And, you know, New York was on a back-to-back. We wanted to be the aggressors early, and he set the tone for us. So one element that Gordon Hayward brings, and and obviously this is an overall team philosophy here to play great team basketball, but sometimes in the NBA you you need to have your stars be stars. And Gordon Hayward is a proven all-star who has led a franchise to some solid seasons in Utah and then went to Boston, had the the unfortunate injury that we've talked about a lot and is always going to be a part of his storyline. But now he's healthy again, and even though he's playing for a team that's playing beautiful team basketball, there are going to be those moments where they're going to need to get a bucket and Gordon Hayward is going to be someone they lean on and this was just another demonstration that he's ready to carry that load. Absolutely. He brings a level of maturity to the team that hasn't been there and that's not saying anything negative about our other other players. We have a very young team so to be able to bring in a 30-year-old who's been around the league for a while I think that's huge. It brings more confidence to our team and I think it you can really see see how it's impacting the rest of the team. As a demonstration of how well they're playing, and again, there's this push-pull, because if, if a team's going to play everyone straight up and say, alright, the Hornets, you know, maybe maybe the, the book on the team from the outside is they don't have a superstar, so if we just play good, solid team defense against everyone, no individual player is going to hurt us. Maybe that was the strategy. Gordon Hayward proved that wrong, because he scored 28 points and the team had 57 in the first half for the Hornets hit the locker room with the lead. So second half, they say, okay, we got to stop Gordon Hayward. And what happens? Hayward only scores six points in the second half. That's, you know, that's fine. That's a little below his his normal average, but they were clearly trying to take him away, and he didn't play a good portion of the fourth quarter because the game was put out of hand. But the team still scored 52 points. They still scored beautiful team basketball, and Gordon Hayward, after the game, was kind enough to join me on our flagship WFNZ and talk about the style of basketball they're playing. It's fun basketball, I'll tell you. Um, and I think it is pretty rare, especially in today's NBA. So as long as we keep playing for each other, together, uh, helping each other soar with their strengths, we'll be pretty tough. Diana, it's working. They are 6-5 and five right now. They are playing arguably some of the best basketball of anyone in the league. And this is a difficult team to face because, quite frankly, most teams are built around stars and letting those stars be stars and having complementary players work around them. Most teams don't play this level of team basketball as efficiently as the Hornets have been the last week. No, not at all. It's really cool to see how we have really moved the ball better than we have in the past from player to player. No one is really worried about padding their stats. 
It's all about who's hot right now. Let's get them the ball. Let's move the ball. Let's keep the other team on their toes. Um, so it's it's really fantastic to see, and I I don't see it going away anytime soon. This team loves this style of basketball. Coach G, JB is constantly talking about our identity and making sure that we stick with our own identity, and that's worked well so far. Some other players who had starring roles in this one that I want to get your opinion on. Uh, Devontae Graham, season high, 19 points, 7 assists. Really was looking for his shot on the drive early in this game. He's known as a three-point shooter. He's been an excellent one over his career. Uh, Zero doubt in my mind that that shot is going to continue to come around as the season goes but he had some driving lanes for those runners early and he was converting them quickly and just a very efficient game 19 points for Devante. Yeah he looked great I think you know we've talked before about how there was an adjustment period early on for him with a different role that he was getting used to just not having the ball in his hands as much and I, I think he's really finding that he his shots are starting to fall again tonight was amazing to see but he's also contributing in in other ways so great to see him feeling like himself and, and having fun out there and then in a game against a Knicks team that has Nerlens Noel who's a pretty big center has Mitchell Robinson who's a seven-footer who has Julius Randle, who's one of the better rebounders in the NBA so far this season. The leading rebounder in the game was the rookie point guard, LaMelo Ball, who pulled down 14, 13 on the defensive end, which New York, you know, one of the things they do okay at is offensive rebound, and LaMelo went in there mixing it up with the seven-footers and came away with 14 rebounds to go with seven assists, eight points, three steals, the first game after a triple-double. What what can't this kid do, Diana? He is something else. It is It it truly doesn't make sense when you're watching it. You're thinking this, this kid is 180 pounds, I think. How in the world is he going up against these seven-footers? And he just has a feel for it. There's something just so natural about his game that just works. And, and I know he, he said after his triple-double the other night, yeah, I just played a lot of 21 growing up. It, that's it. You know, he, he's just played a lot of basketball growing up, and, and you can tell. LaMelo Ball, a, another outstanding game. A big win for the Hornets, 109-88. And honestly, we could spend this entire edition of the Hornets Hivecast talking about the win, but we've got a lot more here that we want to talk about with Diana Biffle, the Charlotte Hornets manager of social media. We want to talk about the social media impact of the triple-double, which is kind of the, the signature moment, I would say, so far of this season. It's only 11 games old. There have been some big moments, but in terms of a national buzz, LaMelo Ball's triple-double certainly seems to be the biggest story so far. The other is the debut of something brand new this season called Real Access, R-E-E-L Access. It's a behind-the-scenes look at Hornets basketball that we've never seen before. We're going to talk about that with Diana in just a moment, but want to encourage you, if you're looking for things like this podcast or Real Access or some of our social media endeavors. You can find it all by downloading the Hornets app onto your mobile device. gives you access to all new features and exclusive content. You don't want to miss the new game day experiences for every game this season, giving you information and digital activations available only through the Hornets app. This year's about taking another step. 
building those winning habits every single day in practice, in the film sessions, on the court, in huddles. I think our guys are getting that and adding these, these vets to the mix are really going to help us take that next step as far as winning habits uh, every single day. That's the voice of head coach James Borrego of your Charlotte Hornets, as heard on episode one of Real Access, which made its debut this week on Hornets.com. To talk about it, we have, once again, Diana Biffle, the Charlotte Hornets manager of social media, with us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. So, uh, obviously, some behind-the-scenes looks and quotes. Tell us, Diana, how did Real Access come to be? So, first of all, I just want to say how excited I am about Real Access. This is a really, really fun project that already is in my opinion one of the best things that that we've created so far this season I just love it but it came to be partly because of the unique situation that we're in this year our fans aren't in the arena with us they aren't able to watch us play in person and we know that that is a really hard pill to swallow for our fans and, and for our players and for all of us so we've had to kind of sit down and say, how are we going to bring the game to our fans? So what we thought is, you know, we, we gift our fans this never-before-done level of behind-the-scenes access. We have never gone this far behind the scenes and had the kind of access that we're getting. We're working really, really closely with our amazing PR team, who is letting us in on locker room conversations on practice, letting us have conversations with coaches, with players in a much more long form way than we typically do. We normally have bits of time here and there, there after shoot around, after practice. Um, now, you know, through Zoom calls when we get a chance. But we are now being given the ability to talk for a while with our players about certain plays when they happen, about big games for them, about their experiences coming into the league. We're able to talk with Coach JB and our other coaches about their thought process behind decision-making, how they truly feel about what's going on in a format that allows them to open up a lot more than they can in a post-game media availability. So, you know, there's that. There's also the ability to dive into specific relationships between players. Anyone who follows us at all can see that the chemistry players is unmatched. We have an incredible team who just love each other. They really do. And so it's great to see that we're able to post photos and quick videos that show our guys having fun with each other. But Real Access has allowed us to step into the locker room to interview guys about their relationships with the other players and give our fans something they've never seen before. So, you know, with the void of seeing live basketball, at least we can give them something new um, and allow them to feel closer to the team than ever with Real Access. And it could be understood if the organization, given all the protocols that the NBA is rightfully putting on teams to make sure that everything is safe, said, all right, we're going to pare down how much time we spend with 
the communications team or social media or PR or whatnot. We want to minimize contact here and maximize basketball time. So real access, nice idea, but no thank you. Instead, the team has gone the other way and really incorporated the people that are part of the production team for this into the inner circle because it doesn't work any other way. If they're not a part of the testing protocol, they can't be near the players. So they are making some sacrifices, the production team is, in their lives to be able to have this access. And the team is taking a chance that they can you know, bring these people in and, as you mentioned, give the fans something that they wouldn't ordinarily have, hopefully that you know is a, a nice place filler for what we know we all want, and that is the Spectrum Center filled. Exactly, and that's a great point. I mean, yeah, the organization could easily and understandably have just shut us down with this idea, but instead everyone has been so accommodating, including all of basketball operations. And, yeah, this does mean that several members of our production team and our PR team are doing the constant testing protocols. They're quarantining themselves. But, you know, what we do is a passion. We love it. It's totally worth it. And we are only one episode in, and we're working on the second episode, and it's already paying off. So much just seeing what we're able to produce and you know I've, I've already seen snippets and 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 been part of discussions about the second episode and it's really exciting so if you've already seen episode one get pumped for episode two and if you haven't seen it yet it's obviously available on hornets.com right now correct it is yes so the full long form episodes will be housed on Hornets.com and on the Hornets app. So make sure to download the app if you haven't already. And then we'll also be teasing the full episodes with shorter teasers on our social media pages. So you can, of course, always look out on at Hornets across all social platforms to find those teasers and and watch the full episode or click in to watch the full episodes. And as expected, it really, you know, it gives you the behind the scenes access, but it does give you a different perspective on some of the biggest moments from the season. So I would expect in either episode two or three, depending on how it all works out in the timeline, we'll see a lot about LaMelo Ball going head to head with his brother Lonzo, as well as the triple double. Episode one, though, just on the tail end of it, before uh, they, they had to break off the production to make sure they published the episode on time, this play you might have heard about from Terry Rozier where he dunks on Kevin Durant, made the cut. Here's how that description, that conversation with Terry Rozier sounded on Real Access. I told myself, like, I got to try to dunk it. Terry Rozier throws it down over Kevin Durant. KD is a guy that, you know, he's like LeBron in our eyes. He's like all the special guys that we look up to uh, growing up. And, you know, so that's just got to get framed. Gotta get framed is my new call for whenever Terry Rozier does something special from now on, by the way. But uh, if that 15 seconds doesn't get you excited to watch the episode, I don't know what will. Oh my gosh, yeah. Such a special moment. I still get chills thinking about that poster. I mean, we we had a lot of fun talking with him about that as a team. And I, you know, we even, a couple of us made t-shirts that have a picture of that dunk. So (laughs) we're pretty psyched about it. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So real access available right now on the Hornets mobile app or through hornets.com.
Com. Still more to talk about with Diana Biffle here, the Charlotte Hornets manager of social media on this episode of the Hornets Hivecast. Do want to encourage you all to uh, you know make arrangements to represent the Hornets, represent Buzz City, the Queen City, with some new Hornets gear. And there is an option for you to now come into the store safely at the Spectrum Center. The Hornets Fan Shop is open at Spectrum Center Thursday to Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's got all your Hornets gear, of course, or you can buy from the comfort of your own home by visiting HornetsFanshop.com. But they're really doing a good job of keeping people socially distant. The crew there has got all the sanitizer, all the wipes, all the everything. So whatever you feel is safest, make sure you do that. If you can come to the store and you want to, it's open 11 to 3, Thursday to Saturday, or open 24-7 HornetsFanshop.com. Third and final segment of this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Diana Biffle, the Charlotte Hornets manager of social media, here with me, Sam Farber, your humble play-by-play broadcaster and host of the Hornets Hivecast. Diana, there was a big occasion in the Queen City in the last week. You might have heard about it. Some rookie named LaMelo Ball not only had a triple-double, he's the youngest player in NBA history ever to do so. This is the third podcast in a row where we've talked about it, and I'd say it's worth it because it's quite the accomplishment. It's history having been made. I want to talk to you as someone who's an expert in social media about the impact that this has had. Now, obviously, LaMelo Ball has already exploded across the Hornets' Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, everything, all elements of social media. His fans have really grown our fans, and our fans have become his fans. But what kind of impact have we seen from this specific accomplishment? It's been huge. I mean, even in the day-over-day engagement increase from the day before his triple-double to the day of his triple-double, we saw 250% increase in engagement across our platform. So that's pretty enormous almost 2 million total engagement. So I'm a numbers nerd. So of course, that's the first thing I say. But on top of that, we just saw so many fun reactions. People were so excited, up super late engaging with fans. It's the best thing to see fans get pumped about your team and about your player and especially such a young rookie already making waves for the Hornets. So that was enormous. And then another really cool thing we saw was big names in the league in sports giving shout outs to LaMelo across social media. So LeBron James shared a Sports Center post about his triple double and said, Tough, Mello, congrats, little bro. And, and it was calling out, you know, LeBron James was the youngest to record a triple double when he did at 20 years and 20 days, I believe. And then LaMelo, now years later, was 19 years old and 140 days, taking that record from Markel Fultz. So, really, really awesome there. Lance Stevenson called him out. We had Stephen A. Smith even tweeted that he woke up, watched the re-air of the game, and said, you know, LaMelo looks real. He's special. He loves playing. Look out. So this is really, really cool to see, and I feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg for LaMelo. It's great to have some big names focused on LaMelo, but the, the players, his teammates, have also noticed that his fans 
are not shy about talking to them when they don't feel that uh, they're accentuating the stat line of LaMelo. Here's the example, Terry Rozier. This is after the game where he he had that historic triple-double against Atlanta. I had a chance to talk to Terry Rozier after the contest on WFNZ. I could tell his fans to leave me alone because they said I didn't shoot. They, I ain't shoot his his tenth assist last game. So all his fans leave me alone. Leave me alone now. He got triple doubles. <laughs> it, it, it's a, an interesting place, social media, isn't it? Uh, Terry Rozier, his <laughs> message to Lamelo's fans is leave him alone. He's got a triple double. Stop bugging me about the assist. But it, it was cool for us at least to be able to have this happen at home because you know anywhere it happens, you know the NBA there there's a media presence everywhere. It clearly would have been captured. But for things like real access, for things uh, like our social media presence and all the different angles, we just have more of it in Spectrum Center than we do in other buildings. Yes, absolutely. You know, especially with the COVID protocols, we have fewer people traveling generally, which does make road games a little more difficult to cover from a live social media perspective. So there was something very special about that triple-double happening right here at home at Spectrum Center because we had a team there on the ground able to capture highlights with different angles than we can grab from the broadcast, able to capture really amazing in-the-moment emotional photos. And that, I think, was super special for us as well. And then I'll also mention, because you mentioned our, you know, our players and their comments about the triple-double, that's another thing, kind of just going back to what I said about our, our chemistry and truly there being a family-type feel with our team. Miles Bridges said, congrats, brother, only up from here on Twitter. Uh, PJ said, LaMelo is definitely going to be rookie of the year this year. Our players were all retweeting different LaMelo highlights and posts after the game. So everyone is just so crazy supportive. And we actually had, speaking of Terry, um, a really funny moment where Terry interrupted LaMelo's interview um, by sticking his tongue out at the camera and then running away. LaMelo kind of cracking up afterwards. And the video of that uh, was one of our most our, our highest performing posts from that night. How about that? So all this stuff with LaMelo and it's Terry Rozier cutting in. Oh, good stuff. What? Well, all right. So, so a little tease here. We've already told everyone about Real Access, which we hope they'll check out episode one. Obviously, that triple double happening after episode one. What episode of Real Access can we expect the triple double? I would say I'm not going to promise anything, but episode two will probably make a lot of sense. Okay. And how how far away is this? I I can't wait. The anticipation is killing me. When do we get it? I'd say look out in the next week or so. All right. And meanwhile, we'll have a a new Hornets Hivecast for you every day to continue to chronicle the outstanding accomplishments of the rookie phenom, the prodigy, LaMelo Ball. Diana, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the HHC. Uh, Another winning one, 109.88 over the Knicks. It seemed to be good luck. Hopefully. We will make sure to have you on once again. Thank you for taking the time and joining us here on Hornet Hivecast. Thank you. This was a blast. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Diana Biffle, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. A reminder to join us again tomorrow. You can download the Hornet Hivecast each and every day. Tomorrow we'll be getting you ready, we hope, for the contest against the Dallas Mavericks. 
Right now, uh, Dallas, of course, had their last game postponed due to COVID. We're keeping a close eye on it. We'll have the latest news as of the taping of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll have a special guest. Hornets Fox Sports South analyst Gerald Henderson will make his HHC debut. That's for tomorrow's podcast. Till then, for everyone here, again, I'm Sam Farber. Thanks for tuning in to the Hornets Hivecast.